Hey hustlers, welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey hustlers, welcome to another episode of the Hustle Show. My name is Christian. I'm going to be your host today. Thank you so very much for tuning in on today's episode. It's another amazing story that we're going to share with you. And remember that all, you know, everything that we talk about, all the show notes and everything will be available at thehustleshow.co. And if you haven't done it yet, I want you to hit that subscribe button right now, whether you are watching this in our YouTube channel or you are listening on our uh, podcast audio experience, either or just hit the subscribe button right now. It's going to mean the world to me. Um, And, you know, we're we're super thrilled and excited for today's guest because it's another amazing story. You know, those stories of hustlers that we love to share and that we're constantly looking out for. Um, So today is no different. We're having Ash from AshSetIt.com. And she's going to talk about how her life took her from job to job, starting her dream company, doing what she loves the most. And she's just a true caregiver, and she's been featured all over the media and now hosts a podcast with nearly half a million downloads. So I'm super excited, Ash. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Krishna. I appreciate you extending an invitation to me as a you know, just visiting and being a part of your program today. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's a real pleasure to have you here. I was reading your story and it was quite fascinating because you have one of those stories that I I thought we had to share. Um, You're not, you don't have the typical, you know, entrepreneur story where you're just trying to make money or or had that aha moment that's like, oh, this is going to be a million dollar idea. So guide us through it. What happened? Well, basically, I graduated from school and I was so excited. I was a communications major and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the city. I'm going to go back to Atlanta and I'm going to get a job at one of these big stations. and Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. I had my degree under my belt. I had this internship. I had all this experience. And then I got home. I faxed my resume every day for about seven, eight months straight to all the major stations. Heard nothing. Sometimes hearing nothing is worse than hearing a no, because nothing, you're like, okay, did they get it? Did they not get it? Did right. they not like me? No. You're, you're going through all these different definitions if you just hear absolute silence. So I started to go a different route and I started calling them up every day. I was calling up all the major stations, seeing if we got, I could get in contact with the program directors. And I finally got one, Reggie Rouse for CBS Radio in Atlanta. And I explained to him who I was. And first thing he said was, okay. I know who you are. Please stop faxing your resume to us. So I was like, okay, that's going to be an awesome icebreaker. Yeah, that's going to be wonderful. And so then I just went on and told him, I was like, look, you know, I'm really passionate about radio and broadcast. I've got this experience under my belt. I worked under the program director in Columbus. I want to come to Atlanta. I will work for free. I just want to be in the midst of it and really understand what it is to work in a different market. And he said, no. Wow. He said, no, he was like, no, you're coming from a different market, a smaller market. You're not going to be able to catch on and latch on to what Atlanta is. Atlanta's a different beast. Now, give it, Columbus is an hour and a half away from Atlanta, Georgia. All right. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I was in Zimbabwe somewhere right. or I was, you know, on, you know, the edge of the earth. Or, I was like, wow, an hour and a half down the street. And you say no. Hmm. So like everyone else, I've got student loans on my back. I got to pay that stuff back. So I took 
every retail gig that you can think of. Um, I worked food service. I worked in a haunted house one season. That was so much fun. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was scaring the just scaring the bones off of people, like coming out of floorboards, <laughs> stepping out of walls. It was so much fun. It was that was the most fun I've ever had at a, at a gig ever. And um, what else happened? Uh, an online company had reached out to me, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we saw your resume. We saw that you know what you're capable of." We can offer you to use our platform. We can't pay you, but it's something that you can use to build your skills and build an audience and figure out what it is that you want to do. I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything else other than this other stuff. I might as well. So I was with that company for about four years. In that midst, I was working for Delta Airlines. I worked for um, I worked at Macy's, and I got a job at the courthouse out here. And I was still doing the the online stuff pretty much when I had free time you know mm -hmm. I was working full time to try to pay off all these loans that was the major goal and basically the person that was owning the um the company they got an offer they got an offer to get bought out by a foreign company or whatever and they decided to pass on 2.5 million dollars on a company that wasn't probably worth a hundred thousand wow. dollars. And that was a turning point for me. Cause I was like, well, what have I been, you know, working hard for the last four years with this company and basically putting it on my back. There's people to this day that still ask me about that company because they thought that I was representing it so well. They thought it was my company. They thought it, that I had created this mm -hmm. brand because I would carry it on my back. And when that happened, I kind of took that as like, God was telling me, look, this is not for you. Maybe you're not supposed to be dealing with this media stuff. Maybe this is just not even, you know, what you're supposed to be in. And I decided to just put that stuff on the shelf. I had a pretty successful podcast show where I was promoting independent artists from around the globe, uh, hip hop, R&B, country, rock, soul, music, all these wonderful acts that you've never heard of, but just because of their indie, they're not signed to a label. And I had proposals on the table. I had all these different plans where I didn't know that it was going to be $2.5 million, but I knew that there was going to be money in the works for me to help these artists get that exposure and to get that publicity. And so when that fell through, um, it was a very sad time for me. I was very depressed on multiple levels, as you can imagine. And the only thing good that came out of that was I paid off all of my student debt. And that was the main goal. That was my main thing that I wanted to reach because I did not want my debt to follow me into my elderly years and be a senior, you know, struggling to pay off student loans. Right. So I take that stuff off and my mom turned to me and she's like, look, I need help with your sister and your granddad. They both have health challenges. I need you to basically step in as full-time caregiver. And I was like, well, you know, it is quite the pay cut, <laughs> but you know, we love our families and we also want to take care of our families, especially if you've got family that have been good to you your entire existence. Of course, why wouldn't you step in and help your family? So I was able to quit my job and I turned into full-time caregiver, specialties, visits, hospitals, stays, everything. I was doing that around the clock for my family. And in 2011, my granddad passed and my sister still had a whole bunch of complications due to lupus and my mom turned ill. So I'm again, taking care of another set of family members and really, I lost myself in the mix. Some Somewhere along the line, I lost myself. 
when I was working at the courthouse, I'd gained well over 200 some pounds. I was nearly 300 pounds and I wasn't working out. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't drinking water. I wasn't eating fresh fruits and vegetables. So when you're sitting up eating nothing but fast food all the time, you're going to blow up in the biggest way possible. (laughs) And that's totally what happened to me. And so I remember, you know, in the midst of taking care of everyone, looking at myself and like, well, what is Ash? Who is Ash supposed to be? And what is her story? And I was like, you know what? I need to get my shit together. I need to get my shit together. And I got disciplined. I lost 97 pounds and I joined the army. Good for you. Yes, thanks. <laughs> that was that was quite quite the 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 turntable on that. But um but yeah, so I I felt really good and really motivated in what I was doing. I didn't know what the future was gonna hold for me. I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to give back to my country. So joined the army, went off to basic training December 30th, December 31st, mom passed away. Oh man. And there are still, it, my head is still spinning. It's been this past December, it was four years since her passing, and it still seems unreal. My mom was my best friend, my biggest supporter ever. It didn't matter what I was pitching to a company or anything of that nature. Like she was always on the bandwagon with me on it. So with her gone, I was lost. For the first time in my life, I just really, I, I didn't know if I was coming or going. So most of 2014, I spent doing really bad business deals, uh, deals in which I was not paid or compensated for because I wanted to distract myself from my grief. That's really what it came down to. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I didn't want to deal with my grief. So I was doing all these things for all these people. And I didn't realize that these people were using me. And... I remember I, I was at like a crossroad again and it was like, God was telling me, look, I got something really big for you. I got something huge that is only specifically for you. All right. All these negative people, all these craziness that's going on around you. This blessing is not for them. This blessing is specifically for you. I was like, okay, God, well, what, what do you want me to do? I need you to get away from all these people. God was like, clear house, get away from all the craziness. And I was like, okay. I'll get away from the craziest. Now what? (laughs) And it just kind of came to me. Um, I went to a friend's wedding and it was a beautiful ceremony, gorgeous bride. It was just a really sweet ceremony. We go to the reception and the MC doesn't show up. So the bride is hysterical. She is, she is like, you know, mascara, everything is running. She's looking crazy. You know, we're trying to calm her down. And she turns to me and she's like, Ash, could you host the reception for me? And I'm like, girl, are you crazy? That wasn't the agreement. You invited me to come and enjoy the festivities with you. I wasn't planning on being a part of the doggone wedding. But, you know, she was, you know, that was my girl. And I I decided to do it. And I just kind of took to it. And it, it really, you wouldn't have been able to tell that I wasn't a part of the original plan. And so I was like, hmm, maybe this is something I can, you know, this might be something I can deal with. I might be able to, to, to work this out. And so I got a few referrals from that gig. And so <laughs> I kind of travel from that. It's, it's crazy because it's That's like, crazy. I wasn't, yeah, you're like, you're not, I, I, that, I could not have planned that. I, there's no way in the world that I could have planned for something like that to happen. And so I got a several referrals from that. And 
the brand started to grow and I was like, okay, I need a name. I don't know what this name is going to be. It's got to be something to represent me. It's got to be something about that says what I do, but it, it's got to be quick. It can't be, you know, Ash says something wonderful in life and motivates people on a daily basis. You know, you, you have to <laughs> come up with something that is concise, it's cute, it's punchy, and it's just all me. And so I was playing around with words and phrases for like weeks and I was like, Ash says it. And I was like, no, Ash said it. Ash said it. And that's what Ash said. I said it. So that's law. That's it. I said it. That's it. Done deal. <laughs> nice. And so that was, that's how the, the name of the company came about. And from there, it just continued to grow. I had brands that reached out to me and wanted to just give me free products. I was like, whoa, why? Why are you trying to give me free stuff? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, uh, decline, but I just wanted to know what, why are you giving me free stuff? And they're like, Hey, we want your opinion on this. This is a brand new product. We want your opinion on it. And I was like, okay. And they're like, yeah, could you write about it on your blog? And I was like, well, I don't have a blog. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really write. And they were like, no, but please, you know, if you like the product, write about it for us and put it up on your blog. So I was like, okay. So as I'm creating my, my website, I was like, okay, I got to have a blog feature now, which is pretty weird. <laughs> but um, I started uh, doing write-ups for companies from that. And I started just, you know, to post about it. Got a lot of referrals from that. I was like, okay, wow, this is turning into something. Okay. And then a friend of mine had suggested that I join Spreaker. And Spreaker, if you guys are not familiar, Spreaker is a podcast uh, medium um, or platform, really, that you can create your own audio shows. And they were like, start a Spreaker. You know, you're really good on podcasts or whatever. And I was like, I don't know, because I don't want to do the indie stuff anymore. I was like, I, I think I'm kind of beyond pushing and promoting independent music. I loved it, but I think that I kind of plateaued with it. And she's like, no, 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 it could be whatever you want. It could be whatever you want it to be. And I was like, whatever I want it to be. I was like, okay. So honestly, I just joined the, the site to shut her up because I was like, okay, you're just talking about this too much. Just shut up with it. I joined, get over it. And so I joined and every morning as I would start to get up and get my day started and try to exercise and get into that right mind space, I would just talk to myself, literally. And I started off just um, pumping myself up uh, just so I would, you know, get into the mind space of exercising, getting into good health and pumping myself up every morning. Uh, but it's every, it wasn't every morning. It was like mm, periodically when I would remember it, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, maybe even once a month. And I would do it and I wouldn't really pay attention to it. Well, I started to get downloads. I was like, okay, that's real cute whatever <laughs> and then they had an option for um for you to apply to be on iHeartRadio and I was like yeah I'll apply to be on iHeartRadio yeah that's gonna work and then like a year later iHeartRadio approved me and they put me on their stream and I was like oh snap <laughs> I gotta pay attention I gotta you know it's really a lot of eyes watching now so I really gotta be on my game so I, I started to get a lot more structured with the show and really started planning out episodes, having guests come on, talking to pretty much every and anybody. And it's turned into one of the biggest um, additions to my world. And I just, I love it because I want to motivate people to show people that we know about the Jay-Z's and the Beyonce's of the world, but what about Jay-Z before he was Jay-Z? What about Beyonce before she was this world-renowned name? And knowing that everyday people can do that, everyday people, success is really in, in the eyes of the beholder. And just because someone is hard off on times doesn't mean that life is going to be impossible for you. Just because you're dealing with tragedy, you're dealing with issues, you're dealing with family problems, 
you can still surpass and be successful in life. And so when I interview people, it doesn't matter if they're like a top-notch CEO of a company or a hairdresser from down the street. Everyone's got a story to tell and everyone's got a story that can motivate other people. And so that's why I became more versed in telling my story because I felt like if I can tell my story and someone somewhere hears my story and they're motivated to continue in their situation or to make their situation better, then that's a success. It's not your story just to be your story. Don't say, oh, well, it's just my story. I'm just nobody. No, your story is important. And your story is something that is set to motivate other people. So fast forward three years later, like I've got over 900 something episodes um, for the podcast. And I got a chance to interview Rhonda Ross, who is Diana Ross's oldest daughter, Barry Gordy. And it was one of the highlights of 2017 for me. She is one of the most amazing individuals that I've ever been in contact with. Um, you know, she's talented. She is an artist. She's an actress. She's a philanthropist and she's just a wonderful spirit. And it just like, it's just like, wow, I'm talking to Diana Ross's daughter. And all this came from me really just trying to dare. <laughs> wow. What a fascinating story. I mean, talk about, you know, go with the flow. Literally, literally, because I had, I'm going to tell you, I had no plans to do anything. I really, I felt that I was not supposed to be in media. When they passed on that deal, that $2.5 million deal, I was like, you know what, maybe this is God's way of telling me this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Um, And so I really had no, uh, no kind of desire to enter the industry again and to be in media again. And slowly but surely, it's just come after me with such uh, ferocious uh, force that I could have never predicted any of this. I never in a million years would have thought that this would be happening. Wow. (laughs) What an incredible story. So right now you're running your podcast and then you're Mm -hmm. still running your business? I am. I am. So I I emcee. So people hire me to do weddings, specialty events. Um, I'm also a social media consultant. So I look at people's social medias. I tell them where they can improve and how they can improve different things for their social platforms. Um, a little bit of everything. I do a lot of, a little bit of party planning here and there. Um, the blogging is still up and moving, of course. And it's just about enjoying life and being in a good space. Right. Um, it takes a lot. Um, I think 2014 was a year of reflection for me and understanding that you know what's best for you. People are always going to step in and tell you, oh, what you need to do, you're good with this, are you good with that? Or I believe that this is for you. No, you know in your heart and soul what you need to do. Focus on that. Right. Um, there was some advice that I could give myself back in 2014. It was get away from all the noise. I had so much noise around me that I had no time to really think. And I had no time to to really focus on what Ash wanted to do. I was doing everything for everyone else. I was, I don't have any kids. I'm not married. I'm picking up kids from ballet practice and taking them to soccer. What? Ash, really? (laughs) (laughs) So I was doing, I was doing a lot of stuff that year that did not benefit me, but was a lesson learned. That was a hard lesson for me to learn. And I would not have been able to learn it any other way. Right. So now that you're able to look back and, and everything really joins and everything came about to be what you are now. But you look back at those first six months when you started your MC business, 
How were those six months for you? How was emotionally or how was physically for you? It was, it was a lot because I'd never done anything like that before. I really, I hadn't considered, oh, well, you could be an MC or you can do this. It was a little nerve wracking when I started to get into more of a structure of what I wanted this business to be and what I wanted it to represent. Now, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of gigs, I probably bombed <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty heavily, as anyone does. When anything is new, when you're starting right. anything new, right. you have to give yourself that failure. And yeah, there was a couple of times where I, I did not gauge the crowd well. You know, I did not, <laughs> you know, gauge uh, talking and speaking to the crowd well. But as time goes on and you continue to fall, you learn how to get up, dust yourself off and try again. And so keeping at it keeping practice you can't just be like oh well i'm an mc and you work like once a year or once every six months <laughs> you still need to be practicing and keeping that up and i feel like the podcast really helped me to stay versed um in speaking because it really helped me to um to open up my vernacular again and not be afraid to get in front of a mic so now you put me in front of a mic you put me in front of a camera i'm good awesome <laughs> So you know. while you were trying to figure out things since you've never done it before and you obviously that's not what you studied and you had no idea that was going to, you know, came out to be, did you ever feel like quitting and just go get do, you know, get another gig, get another job? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you you definitely you have those bouts where you're like, you know what? This is too hard. This, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is just too much. But then I remember my mom. And my mom was really big on making me finish everything that I started. And she would put the pressure on me to, you know, oh, I don't, you don't want to do this anymore. Well, why don't you want to do this? All right, well, finish this out and see how you feel at the end. And so that's really, you know, those couple of times where I bombed, I wanted to just crawl up under a rock somewhere and just hide and just, you know, just be, you know, <laughs> anywhere but here right now. But those times I needed to bomb because I needed to learn how to gauge a crowd, how to speak, how to make sure that I'm, I enunciate, how do I, you know, project my voice out, you know, more and more for people to hear. I had to bomb. So things are going to be rough. Whenever you start anything new, whenever you start a business or anything, it's going to be rough at first. It's going to be so difficult, but you cannot give up. You give up and you go, oh, well, you know what? Let me just go get a regular nine to five. I mean, jobs are always going to be available. There's not any any shortage of jobs anywhere. There's always going to be someone needing to hire someone. But if you want to be your own boss, it takes balls. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it takes balls. It takes patience. It takes time. It takes blood. It takes tears. It takes money. So you have to really um, understand that and be okay with that and push through the tough times because they're coming count on the tough times to be there because they're coming. They're not right. They, no one is exempt from tough times uh, in anything new in right. any business. So count on the tough times, but know that they're not going to last. Right. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. It's very true. And, and I think you mentioned it earlier, you know, the fact that we all will fall at some point, but it's a matter of you want to stand up or you want to stay in the floor. Exactly. So exactly. Awesome. And you have to, Yeah, you got to make that choice. You got to stand up, dust yourself off. You know, you can wash those clothes later on. Dust yourself <laughs> off and keep going. Yeah. You know, you got to make it a reality. Yeah. Such a fascinating story. And I want to ask you, like, you know, now that you, you you've been doing this for a few years now, 
I want to look in back in time and and compare like what does a Monday look for you right now versus what did it look years ago before you even when you were barely starting this. Wow. Um I literally I from sunup till sundown I would when I first was starting I had stuff going like every hour from workouts to go seeing clients to um I would I would fill my time with things and again I think that that was really from me trying to um deflect my attention away from my grief if I can fill every single hour of the day with something to do I don't have time to think about missing my mom right. and the memory everything else that's going on so I filled every single minute with something to where it was exhausting and I, I would literally just like pass out in bed you know as I you know I would get home and today I'm a lot more purposeful with my time and I keep order to an extent as far as like first thing in the morning I have got to work out that's the first thing that I do that gets the blood flowing that gets my mind going it gets things started for me um, the days kind of, they vary, they vary, but I allow myself time to breathe now because now I've gone through the grieving period. The grieving period is still going to be an ongoing thing, but I've learned to make peace with my feelings and to make peace with life. And I'm not in such a, a rush or a hurry to fill every single hour with something to do every single day with something. I'm okay. If all I do one day is simply just work out. If I work out, go through my schedule, answer a few emails, I'm okay. You know, I don't feel the need to stretch myself thin for other people. I don't feel the need to stretch myself thin to have every single time slot done. So that's a huge difference in where I am now from when I just started. It, I was just doing too much. I was doing everything. I was helping film reality shows that I wasn't getting money for. <laughs> I, was, I was helping shoot videos and I, I just, I was doing, I was stretching myself thin, but that was a result of me not dealing with my own feelings. So um, yeah, today I'm very much, I'm carefree, but I'm very purposeful with my time. Awesome. And I mean, you know, now that you, you nail it down, you got your your priorities set and straight and everything is going better. What do you think is the, the thing that you love the most out of your lifestyle and the life that you have right now? Um, I like just being me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sense. I, just, I like being me. Um, I like just standing in my purpose. I like just doing what I want to do, be it that I'm the boss. My name is on the line. So I'm very um, particular with everything of how the brand is, um, promoted or if I, if I partner with other brands, who they are, what they're involved in, because essentially when you partner with another brand, you, you guys are both going to shadow each other. So you have to make sure that these are people that are serious about what they do like yourself. You know, I don't partner with everybody. I, I do get a lot of requests to do interviews and podcasts. I don't do that with every single person that asks me to be a part of the show. If I look at your work and I'm like, okay, they're serious about what they're doing. That's a, you know, that's someone that I could partner with. But, um, but yeah, that would definitely be uh, number one for me is just really um, enjoying life, doing what I want and just being me. Like, I don't have to like, look at a script and, oh, well, what am I going to say now? Or what I, No, I'm just, I'm just being my authentic self, 
some people love it. Some people hate it. I really don't give a damn anymore. <laughs> so awesome. I'm just living life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you don't like that you would change or that you're working on it? I, there's a lot that I'm working on. There's a, there's a lot that I'm working on and, you know, things will, will be revealed in due time. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll probably a, a, a new story that we'll have to hear later on. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, it looks like you've come a long way and I want, you know, everybody that is listening to us, we're trying to inspire and motivate here. But yeah. we want to, I, I want to, you know, personally hear, what do you think is your secret to the success that you've had so far? Listening to myself, believing in myself and executing. Those have been the most powerful things ever. Um, when I was in that, that state of fog and I was listening to all these people saying what you should do, what you should do, where you should be, what you should be doing and whatever, whatever. I was not focused on Ashley. I was not focused on what I wanted to do. And the minute that I started to, um, really, I would say my mom, she was my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader. She believed in everything that I did. It didn't matter if I was like just doing some real ratchet stuff. Like, she, that's my baby. That's my baby. Gonna do that stuff, you know? And she believed in me more than I believed in myself. And that is a that is a dangerous place for any one person to be um, just because when someone believes in you so much and then that person's gone, well, who do you have to believe in you now? Since that person believed all the world and beyond of you, it takes you believing in yourself and in your talent before anything can move forward, before you can elevate to the next level. So me believing in myself that I was capable of doing these things that I really wasn't too familiar with and I really hadn't done before, that was powerful. And then on top of that, planning and executing, that was another key point in it is like, you have to plan, you have to put it, put it down on paper. I create vision boards like all the time, like everywhere. My room is like, you know, full <laughs> of all these little papers and sticky notes and all these different things because I am always planning and executing. Like I have one vision board where I was able to check off nearly everything on that list. You know, last year one of, was one of my biggest years yet to where I was on, um, I was on lifetime. Um, I was on lifetime. I was on food network. I was on 11 alive, a local affiliate CW 69 and stars wow. <laughs> all in the same. You know, and these are different things. Some of them were um, were extra spots. Some of them were speaking spots. And so I had all that stuff on my vision board. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty powerful to have that stuff written down. And, and so you can see it every single day and to motivate you. People don't understand. Like, I didn't even fully understand. I was like, I'll write this stuff down, whatever stuff I want to do. But as it started to really manifest, you're like, oh, wow, this is right. this is the real deal. Like. So write it down, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if it's really big or, you know, nothing is too big or nothing is too small. As long as you believe that it's possible, it can happen. It is so, so true. It can happen. Right. That's awesome. That's great. Great tips. So I want to move from talking about your story to what I like to call the hustle round. We're going to play this little word game where I'm going to throw a word at you. Whatever first word comes to mind, try to stick to one word. And that's the one that you're going to say out loud. Does it sound good? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's tricky to come up with one, okay? So okay. here we go. Hustle. Flow. Employee. Bank. Boss. Me. College. <laughs> Kids. Fear. Not. Weakness. None. Strengths. All. <laughs> Motivation. <laughs> Every day. Books. Read. And last but not least, Ashley. Me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wow, that was a fast round. You were, you were right on the game. I was, like, I was like, okay, let me make sure I don't curse. Let's not drop an F bomb. <laughs> That's all good. So I wanna I wanna you know give you a few seconds if you don't mind just sharing a little bit of motivation to our hustlers who are listening. Um, we we get a lot of people that you know they they started their business they are not at the point where they want to be or maybe they are still at the nine to five they want to start a business but they're you know they're afraid of of what's what's coming their way. What would you say to them to inspire them and to and to keep pushing and to keep hustling? Yeah, I would just tell them, don't give up. Keep going. The moment that you feel that you want to give up and you want to put it out on the shelf, that's probably around the same moment that things are really going to blow up for you. So keep going. Even if you don't feel like there's progress, even if you don't see progress, know that there's progress that's going on. And the more that you push forward, the better it'll be. You know, stay away from negative minded people. That is a huge, I wish I had told myself that in 2014, because I would have totally been away from all of those negative spirits, people that I told um, different ideas to. And every time I would tell them an idea, they would shoot it down immediately. Oh, that's never going to work. That's stupid. That's a dumb idea. And I wish that I wrote down some of that stuff because that's some of, some of that stuff probably was gold, <laughs> you know, but because I wasn't in the right mind space. I allowed other people to dictate where I went mentally and where I could go with my career. So be very careful about the energy that you keep around you, the people that you keep around you. If there's a person around you right now that every time you tell them something, they're negative. Maybe you don't share everything with that person. Maybe you don't give them that power over you. And it could be a loved one. It could be a mother. It could be a father. Let your success make all the noise. Let your success make all the noise that it's going to make for you. And don't be focused on what other people have to say because people are always going to have an opinion. They're never not going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to have something to say <laughs> all the time. But as long as you're living your truth and you're doing what you want to do, screw what anyone else has to say. Yeah. That reminds me of a lot of people that, but that would be a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how can people connect with you? How can they follow up what you're doing and, and check out everything out, what you're about? Yeah. Everybody can check me out on ashsetit.com. That is ashsetit.com. You can email me info at ashsetit.com. That is info at ashsetit.com. You can follow me on social media, across social media at one love ash, the number one love ash. Um, also 1-800-274-4936. And Christian, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your platform today to talk <laughs> to your people. Yes. No, um, it, was, it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a yeah, very cool episode. Right. And and to everybody that is listening, I'll make sure that we link everything on the show notes at thehustleshow.co so that they can be a click away with connecting with you. So 
Thank you so very much for taking the time to talk to us. It was a true inspiring story and definitely, you know, go with the flow. I think it's going to be the name of this episode for sure. <laughs> so I wish you nothing but success <laughs> and hopefully we stay in touch. Definitely. Thank you so much, Christian. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.